Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Alex, who are we calling? Calling my dad. I want to talk to him about Mnet. Hello? Father. Son, how you doing? I'm all right. Okay, so what's Mnet? Well, before the internet, as you probably know it existed, with the visual interface, World Wide Web, they were mostly local bulletin boards, which people would dial up to. So in like 1991 or 1992, I started dialing up to this bulletin board in Ann Arbor called Mnet. Four people or so could be on it at the same time, and I would literally sit there with a modem in my computer for hours, dialing the same number over and over again and getting a busy signal until I got through. I just could never get on the telephone because um, you were always on the telephone through the modem. And, um, you know, I'd yell at you to get off the phone so I could make a call or hopefully get a call come in, and, you know, you'd tell me you'd be off in a few minutes, and then I'd yell at, it, at you again. So uh, it, was a, it was a very one of the many annoying times in my life and in that relationship. What did you imagine it was? Did you have any, any concept of what it was at all? You know, I just assumed that since it was MNET, I saw those students at the University of Michigan and, uh, that you were chatting with, you know, so I assumed it was intellectual or scientific. <laughs> what would I have been talking to university students about as like a 13-year-old? You know, I had no idea. But it wasn't a time where you were concerned about the Internet. It was so new. Okay, wait, Alex. I understand that your dad was pretty hands-off about your childhood. That explains a lot. I still don't think I understand what Mnet was. Think of it as like a text-only version of the Internet you understand today. It had chat rooms, but instead of being called chat rooms, they were called party. Okay. It had forums, but instead of being called forums, they were called conferences. And it even had cybersex, but back then we called it hot chat. Hot chat? Well, (laughs) the internet hadn't really segregated into, like, websites about mechanics or websites about video games yet. It was more based on geography. The closer you were to a BBS meant that you didn't have to dial long distance to get into it. So pretty much everyone was there. There were people who were there to hook up, to hack, to chat. There were adults and there were teenagers, there were college students, there were kids. And since most of the folks dialing were local, people pretty quickly moved from meeting online to, like, getting together in the real world. Have I told you the story about, I'm sure you've heard it before, about when I realized who you were? This is my friend Rex. We met probably 20 years ago on Mnet, and we're still in pretty regular contact. Uh, I don't know. Wasn't it at a concert? Wasn't it at the... Yeah. So, I mean, I had went there with some high school friends, people that were not on Mnet at all, and... uh <laughs> One of my friends says, look at that freak. He dances like crazy all the time. Look at him. He's so weird. And then I go home and I get on Mnet and then somebody logs into Mnet and says, oh, damn, I left my black flag at it at the couch show. And I was like, holy shit, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> For both me and Rex, kids who might have had a little difficulty socializing with our peer groups, Mnet was like the perfect escape. I met bandmates on there, best friends, girlfriends. I spent my lunch in the computer lab every day just to get like 20 extra minutes using the terminal that connected me to Mnet. I basically lived there. Okay, but that's just the internet. Yeah, but it was the internet before the internet. It was like a modest, tiny internet that lived in my backyard. So when did it shut down? Well, it it never did. Wait, it still exists? Yeah, it still exists. Are people on it? I mean, just a couple people, like 10 people or so, who still participate in the forums, all of whom have been there for at least a decade, if not much longer. They've kind of just held out where everyone else has migrated to Facebook or something like that. I mean, I stopped using it years ago, and Rex did too. 
So wait, so it's so it's ten people connecting to this weird defunct internet from Michigan. What do they talk about? What's it like? They mostly argue and talk about sports. It's kind of weird to go back. It's fallen into a strange state of disrepair. Commands don't work anymore. What was the most popular forum on the system? The general conference is broken, so you can't create new threads. Visiting Mnet now is kind of like finding out that your high school burned down, but kids from your graduating class still hang out at the foundation every day. That's super sad. I was in the policy conference the other day to see who was still setting the rules around there, and I found a thread from September which read, "Hey Jep, assuming the conference login is valid, you and M Sanders are the only board members to have used Mnet in the last month." Polytarp and Ho 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 haven't logged in in an unknown amount of time. Last on says they've never logged in, and Soup hasn't been here since February. You can take control if you just off M Sanders. So who runs this? Well, let me introduce him with a piece of tape. I am Tony Fabuski, and、uh, I am the sysadmin of,、uh, of Mnet. Tony's been on Mnet since 1993. Mnet actually lives on a computer in his basement. Twenty years ago, it cost thousands of dollars to keep Mnet up and running. Tony says now it basically runs itself. For little more than the cost of electricity. One of the things I can't understand is, I mean, I understand that it takes almost no effort to run now, but I just wonder what it is that makes you want it to continue to exist. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's more trouble than it's worth sometimes, <laughs> but、uh, yeah, you know, it's it is. It's a sense of nostalgia, I guess, and it, it takes me back to, I guess, really my childhood because I was only a teenager when I started using it. So. Um, I kind of grew up somewhat on Mnet, and it is kind of sad because most of the people who I talked with back then are long gone,、um, and it would be neat to be able to talk to some of those people again. But you know, you have no idea how to contact them. Even we just kind of keep it rolling as long as it'll roll, and at some point it'll probably just people will lose interest, or I'll fall off, or the machine will die, and I won't replace it, or whatever. Can't any conversation on Mnet? Can't they just get on Facebook like everybody else? I talked to this guy named Todd Plesko, who's been on Mnet for thirty years. He started. Did you know、it. him back then? Oh yeah, yeah. He was the first person I ever talked to when I logged in. Actually, I joined Party, and we talked about Black Flag. <laughs> But he's still active, and part of the reason he likes Mnet so much is because it's a nonprofit, and he believes that it's one of the last truly uncensored, non-corporate spaces for communication on the web. Huh. But more than that, he says that Mnet serves a sort of vital purpose that I don't even really see. And that there are people using it who aren't interacting on the forum component of the website at all. Somebody from Iran on a similar system, from inside, has figured out how to tunnel their way out and communicate, and, and it's strictly, strictly just conversation. You know, some of it's comedic and some of it's political, but you can't get that through media. You just can't get that. There are places all over the world. You know where they will come to Mnet or other similar systems, and、um, nobody's controlling that conversation. Todd's right. There's no one controlling the conversations on Mnet, but that's because there's almost no conversations happening on Mnet at all. While I was working on this story, I went into Mnet's chat room and I found this conversation a user named Tin Man had with himself a few weeks before I'd gotten there. He said, "Here alone on Mnet, just a shell of the past." Nobody hardly comes on here anymore. I remember back when the coffee shop was full every day. Todd remembers too. It's a lot like Detroit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a shell. It's definitely not what it used to be, but it's still there. Who knows? Maybe it'll pick up. 
TLDR was produced by me, Alex Goldman, and Ray J. Bloat. Our executive producer is Cat Rogers. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Thanks to Rex Roof, Todd Plesko, and Tony Pobliski for talking to me. If you're interested, you can check out Mnet at arbornet.org. And you can tell Net to it if you're old school as hell. You can find more TLDR at tldr.onthemedia.org. We tweet at TLDR. We are TLDR. <laughs>